this hustle word is really bothering me, Craig. Yes. I'm I'm getting to the point where I'm noticing people want to be hustlers and not business people. They want to be hustlers and not investors. Mm-hmm. When you hear the word hustler, and you, you can disagree with me, but when you hear the word hustler, what goes into your mind? What do you immediately think? If If I'm a new business owner and I come to you and I say, look, I'm a hustler, I'll do whatever it takes. What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear that? Brainwashed, mm. followed by run <laughs> is, is <laughs> the next thing because it's it's just it's toxic, man. Like it is, uh, and and I'm like you. I may have to go like in a little on a tangent here, but like it's 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 crip, it's crippling our community in in particular because mm-hmm. when you think about the whole hustle porn, like I think about like a a Gary V or Elon Musk or this these Silicon Valley, you know, super entrepreneurs and that's their world. But we can't do that because we don't get the opportunity to fail. Like failure is a privilege. Mm. We may get one shot, one shot to, to make it. And so you have to work a lot smarter. You have to be very tactical. You have to be very strategic because guess what? There's a 99% chance we're not going to get a million dollar check for coming up with some crappy idea that we wrote on a napkin and we're not going to get two years of runway to keep failing and hustling and making all these mistakes just to throw something against the wall and, and see if it sticks. Like hustling is, is not the way to go. I mean, like I said before, like when you're beginning, yes, yeah, it's a lot harder. I mean, getting that first win, getting that traction is difficult, but if you're strategic and you're intentional and you're purposeful, you can avoid a lot of the crap so you can get to point B a lot more efficiently a lot more effectively. All right. We are back for another great episode of Black Equity Podcast. And I'm excited. What you just heard was a clip from season three of Black Equity Podcast from Craig Chavez Jr. And he is back for a follow-up conversation with us here on season six uh, to discuss a really great topic of universal equity. And welcome to Black Equity Podcast, Craig. Hey, DJ, I'm so excited to be back. Um, I know we've had multiple side conversations since that original podcast, which was probably over a year ago. Because as we were kind of joking when we were talking behind the scenes, is that like a a day feels like a week, a week feels like a month, and a month feels like a year. And so much has transpired for me personally and professionally since we last spoke. I know it's the same for you. And so I'm looking forward to having a really transparent and honest conversation today. I am as well. When I play that clip, I didn't tell you, and for those listening, I didn't tell Craig which clip I was going to play. What do you think of when, when you hear that clip? Do you still feel the same way about the hustle mentality? Has it changed? What are your thoughts? I think I've gotten deeper into that same perspective. Okay. Because, and I think I've gotten better at articulating what a hustler is. Mm. And when I really started studying myself, and even some of my clients, I all realized that hustlers have three common characteristics. Mm. Um, They're disorganized, (laughs) they're frustrated, and they're overworked. Right. And so why are they disorganized? A lot of people think that disorganization and hustling is something about like what you see and how you work. You're you're sloppy. You have multiple balls that you're juggling. That's That's true. But the result of that disorganization, the actual genesis of that is that you're mentally disorganized. 
And so some of these hustlers lack a proactive business mindset. They don't have a CEO mindset. They don't think clear. They don't strategize. They're constantly chasing after some secret or some, you know, carrot that's going to magically solve their problems. So that's why people are disorganized. Frustration. A lot of times when you think about being frustrated, you think about the anger or some type of emotion. But the reason why people are frustrated is that they're not making consistent cash flow. Because like when you're a hustler, you own a job. You don't have a business because a business is a system that consistently creates tangible customer value. But when you're a hustler, you just own a job. So you have to exchange your time for money. And most of when you're disorganized, you're not exchanging that time for money effectively nor efficiently. So that's why you're frustrated. And then last but not least is self-explanatory. You're overworked. You're, you're putting in so much direct time, money, and energy and labor into what you're doing, but it's because you don't have any systems to help do the hard lifting for you. Because as I mentioned, a business is a system and that system should be majority automated and less manual. But because we're not taught what a real business is, we're taught it's all about the bag. People are just going after the bag, but you have to go after what gets the bag. Mm. And what gets the bag is that tangible customer value. Right. And that system consistently creates that tangible customer value. But to get there, you have to be very, very strategic and people don't want to think like that. So when you skip steps, you skip lessons. And when you skip lessons, you skip learnings. And when you skip learnings, you fail. But it's not people's fault because this type of information really isn't disseminated to our community. So therefore, a lot of Black people don't know what a really a business is. And therefore, they get trapped into thinking that a hustler is the way to go mm. and it's not you know and it's it's, it's great that you're here because i'm hoping throughout this conversation we can shed light on what is that system what is uh that pathway that people could go to so then they can get properly aligned uh with whatever vision that they have uh i know you've been working on some things behind the scenes you got a lot of great things coming um what without giving away everything all in in one uh, sentence, what are some things that you've been working on uh, to help people kind of navigate towards maybe uh, a better path or a different path? Well, it's, it's learning to sell people what they want, but then actually give them what they need. Mm. And that's been a tough lesson for me to learn because what I just explained to you in the beginning of what a business is, people don't understand that. Only thing that people are understanding is that I'm hustling. I'm disorganized. I'm frustrated. I'm overworked. And the thing that they want, they want to get the bag. And so for me, in the beginning, I was telling people about all this stuff that I just described to you. Right. Basically, how to build a business model. What are the four phases of building a business model? I was getting really technical. I had this curse of knowledge. And so what I've learned is that now I just have to tell people, okay, this is how we get the bag. But yeah. when you get into my world and I've been developing this, these proactive, profitable, and proven curriculum to help people how to grow a business from the ground up, mm-hmm. they come into this space, this container that I've built, and they learn how to grow a business the right way. And so it's been really, really interesting in this process for me growing myself and learning how to sell what people want, but then actually give them what they need. Because what I teach is based upon principles. You cannot overlook the fact that there's four parts to building a business. It's founder market fit, 
one. Mm-hmm. Language market fit, two. Product market fit is level three. And the systems market fit is level four. Any problem that you have in business can be traced back to the founder, the customer, the product or service, and the system. It's a combination of one or multiple. But letting, but telling people all that up front confuses them. Yeah. So it's like, hey, this is how you go get the bag because that's what most business owners want. They want to get the money. But then giving them what they need, the tools to actually build a real business to help them get the bag by creating that tangible customer value, as I talked about earlier, that's been a work in progress. And so I've, I finally unlocked what I believe is is my secret sauce to deliver that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my new online membership called the Solo CEO Club. And it's a affordable way for people to stop hustling, to really escape the hustle and go from chaos to cash flow. But the only way you can do that is by building a business from the ground up. Because a lot of people overlook those foundational fundamental principles. And this is why they're trapped in the hustle. Mm, that's beautiful. Okay. So as you were saying that, I was thinking about the people who are selling, hey, here's how you get the bag. So essentially, and please correct me if I'm wrong, we're just going to work this out in my yeah. brain here. Essentially, you and then the person who also is selling, you know, here's how you get the bag. If I go down that path where they're saying, hey, here's how you get the bag, and then I get there, there's no systems in place. Mm-hmm. There's no true vision or anything. It's just them using a marketing tool to pull me in, and then they make money off of me, whatever that may be. And then I actually never really learn anything that's sustainable, right? But mm-hmm. you're saying, well, I can use that same, hopefully you're saying, well, not hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully I'm understanding what you're saying. I can use the same marketing tactic of here's how you get the bag. But then when you actually come into my world, you're going to have foundational uh, systems in place, have f- foundational understanding that could last you a lifetime. Am I understanding that correctly? Oh, 100%. Because here, here's the truth. So many of these people that you're seeing in the coaching and consulting space, mm-hmm don't know what a business is. And a lot of them are hustling too. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't understand that what you see is not what actually is happening. Right. And so what so many people are trying to do is they're trying to not only create a problem for you, but they're trying to sell you a solution to a problem that you don't have. Right. As we kind of talked about earlier, I don't sell people anything. I help people. It's just that that help comes at a cost. But what my curriculum does is it equips you, number one, to discover your problems, and then two, how to solve those problems before they arise. Because this isn't me coming up with my own stuff. Like I've literally coached thousands of entrepreneurs all over the world. I've had six businesses myself, all of them profitable. One of them was a nice tech exit. And I've seen that there's just certain steps, certain principles that everybody has to go through when they're building a business. And I just do my best to articulate that truth that I've discovered. And so a lot of people, they try to boil things down to to, to one common denominator. They always like to say, oh, you're just one simple step away. Like a copywriter will tell you, oh, you just need copy. Copy is the secret tool to you building a business. Right. If that was the case, we'd all be trillionaires. Right. Um, a, a PR person is going to tell you, hey, DJ, it's, you don't have authority. You need to be a leader. Um, somebody who's selling webinars will say, oh, you just need a virtual stage or a virtual presentation. 
And when somebody's egregiously oversimplifying um, the, the gap between where you are and where you want to be in business, that should be immediate red flag. Because as I articulated before, you're going to have a multitude of problems, like I said, either with you, the founder, your target market, your product or service, or the systems. And those problems are multifaceted. And you cannot skip. You cannot go to addressing the systems if the founder's off. You cannot go to addressing the product or the service if the customer's off. So you have to go through this linear process. You can't, you can't skip this. You, people try and they get nowhere. And so, like I said, I have to attract people because people will go after what they want. That's marketing 101. Right. In business, the number one thing that anybody wants in business is more money. But how we get you that money is not through one magical you know, solution. It's helping you to solve your problems as they keep popping up. Because like I said, Business is something that you do consistently. You do the same thing over and over. And guess what? Those problems are going to pop up over and over again. So if you never learn how to solve your problems when they pop up, when it comes up for round two in a different form, you're not going to know what to do. So when you describe exactly what I do by not just giving people just the secret step, but by helping people to discover, A, what are their problems and solving them as they go. That's exactly what happens within the solo CEO club. You said something that really stood out. I mean, everything you're saying is powerful, but something really stood out. You said they create a problem for you that, um, well, actually that was it. You said they create the problem for you. Mm -hmm. And all these little light bulbs started going off for, for me. Cause I started thinking back about all just the different stuff on social media where literally they are telling you what your problem is. You buy into it. Then you go after this fake solution. And then it becomes like a cycle of what you thought was the answer to something that you never even asked for. Thousand percent. So to paint a better picture about that, there's this sure. guy called Simon Sinek. And for some reason, his TED talk went viral mm -hmm. and his TED talk was start with why. You know, right. if you know your why, if you know why you, uh, you do what you do, this is going to be the key to everything. I tell people Simon Sinek is so wrong because mm. how do you understand why you do what you do if you don't know first who you truly are? Because mm. who you truly are determines why you do what you do. And so for me at the core, I'm a truth teller. I'm a truth seeker. And so that's who I am. So that's why I developed my program the way I did, because I want people to understand the truth about business and about who they really are. Because at the end of the day, you're a business owner first and a coach second. You're a business owner first and a chef second. You're a business owner first and a podcast uh, owner second. Whatever it is, you have to understand your profession above your, above your vocation. So building on top of that, people are failing because they have a lack of self-awareness. They don't know who they are and they don't know who their business really is. So if you don't know who you are, you're going to let people tell you who you are. You're going to mm -hmm. let people tell you all your problems, marketing, all your problems, lack of leadership, or the fact that you don't have good enough copy, but that may not be your problem. It may be that you're the wrong person for this business. You're not qualified to do what you do. You don't have founder market fit. Or the reason why your marketing is off is that you don't know who your target customers truly are. 
the reason why uh, your product isn't working because you might not have a system to do, to deliver it in a way that your customers want. And so going back to what I was talking about earlier, by me equipping you with the tools to help you discover who you really are and who your business really is, you'll be able to understand, hey, no, DJ, it's, I don't have a copy problem. I have a lack of customer understanding because I don't know my customer. Therefore, I wrote the wrong cust wrong copy for my customer. So when you understand your problems and you stop letting people create problems for you, you can really purchase solutions that are actually going to help you get to where you want to go. Because people have a create a problem and then magically their solution is the puzzle piece to solve that problem. That's right. not by accident. Right, right. Um, as you were saying that, I was thinking about some meetings I've been in in the past and I literally have had people try to tell me who I am. Uh, and maybe they don't necessarily say you are this, but they try to fit something in um, that I know that I would never excel at. Like, that's just not who I am. And then once people start doing that enough, you start doubting who you are. You start doubting, well, you know, I, I wasn't good at this. I wasn't good at this. I wasn't good at this. And it could create a a cycle of uh, not necessarily failure, but I guess back to doubt. It can create this cycle of doubt where you're like, well, am I good at anything? <laughs> um, right. But when I'm listening to you, it's like, well, if you know who you are, you can just say no to certain things that were, that was never designed for you. You don't have to let anyone else because everybody's going to pull you and say, you're this, you're this, you're this, because it benefits them for you to be that. Yes. But once you know who you are, it's okay to say, no, that's, that's that's not who I am. This is what I am. And if you find value in that, then we can move forward together. But it's almost like you have to take your power back in a way to be able to do that. Oh, completely. One thousand percent. Like it, it starts with, with self. Mm. And this is another thing that's not really articulated in our, in our community, because like a lot of, a lot of us have been told that it's, it's not about self. Don't have your best self-interest in mind. Right. But a lot of other people's self-interest is like our demise. <laughs> Some people yeah. are in power because we're disempowered, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, like I tell people, in order to begin, you must look within. You have to know who you are. And when you have that sense of, of truth and sense of being, this is going to better prepare you for the inevitable obstacles that you're going to encounter. And so many of the obstacles that you're going to encounter in life and in business are mental. But it's that lack, it starts with that lack of self-awareness. But once you get over that and you know who you really are, then you can start to ask other questions. Because I, I like to tell people facetiously, like I've had the same six best friends my entire life. And people are like, okay, well, who are they? Well, I say, who, what, when, where, why, and how? Mm. It's questions. Yeah. But knowing who you are, who am I? That's the most important question. Then you say, why do I do what I do? How am I going to do that? When can I become this? You know, where do I get started? It starts, it starts with you. And then you just consistently keep asking yourself these questions because it's a never ending process of discovery. Because like I'm leading, I'm reading this book that I, that I showed you earlier. Yeah. It's entitled what got you here won't get you there. Mm. And so I'm literally going through this process right now because I'm about to level up massively 
when I release my solo CEO club to the public. But the work to get to this point got me to this point. But in order for me to grow and get to the next level, I'm going to have to learn new skill sets like digital marketing. I'm, I'm going to have to, you know, stop following people I used to follow. I'm going to have to stop cutting out the distractions. I'm going to have to start creating new habits because once this platform takes off, what I used to do is not going to apply. And so you never stop growing. You never stop evolving. And once you understand that, like, like your life is a business and you're the product of that business, it really helps you to reframe what life is all about and how you can go about this journey that you're on. Because you come into this world with nothing, you're going to leave with nothing. But at least while we're here, let's do the best we can to live our life to the best of our abilities. But it starts with your mind first. You know, I, I keep thinking back about the beginning of this episode where we played mm-hmm. uh, something from season two or season three of the podcast. How have you, I think this is important for people to hear, how have you changed since then? And what has been going on in your world to cause that massive change? Oh, man. I, I love that question because it's something that I can't avoid. Because e- even looking at the... Um, at the um, background that I had before then, like that was like my background 1.0. Like I've literally had four different backgrounds since we last chatted. But the irony about what I'm doing today is that literally everything that I'm doing are things I told myself I wasn't going to do. I wasn't going to create a community. I wasn't going to do one-to-many coaching or group coaching. I wasn't going to really have an online business. But in order for me to live the life that I want to live, I have to help more people accomplish their goals so that they can live the life that they want to live and have the business that they want to have. And so I was really faced with with a tough decision. It's like, do I keep with my status quo of trying to be in the background, of trying to hide my story, of just trying to do one-on-one projects and not take on bigger projects? Like I was suffering from a lot of imposter syndrome because I didn't think I was qualified to do what I'm doing today. But then when I got into this world and I saw that so many people who didn't have one-tenth experience, one-tenth the knowledge, one-tenth of the expertise, and they're doing very, very well, I'm like, this is a problem. Because Mm -hmm. unlike most coaches, this isn't my first rodeo. Like I've been an entrepreneur for 17 years, 14 years before I got into coaching. So for me, I already had the expertise and the mastery. I just had to learn how to disseminate through this, you know, specific skill set. But I've also been mentoring and coaching for like 10 years, but unofficially. So when I finally stepped into like my calling and realized that, hey, this perspective needs to be brought to the table because there's not too many successful black male, you know, coaches or, you know, entrepreneurs outside of like the sports and entertainment world, like how many black successful black male business owners do you know that weren't in sports or, uh, or entertainment or actor or something like that? Okay. I mean, we do exist. It's just those stories aren't being told, you know, no, not too many people know about Reginald Lewis, right? You know, the, the, the only person to never have to apply for Harvard law school, the first black billionaire, you know, he invented the leverage buyout. Nobody heard of his story. You know, what about, you know, A.G. Gaston from Birmingham, Alabama, you know, sons of, of slaves built up like, 
you know, uh, over a hundred million dollar you know, portfolio in the deep South, you know, in the 1940s, 50s and 60s. You don't hear about these guys. But this perspective, you know, this black, you know, intelligent, curated perspective in the coaching world needed to be told. And so the only way for this problem to be solved was for me to create my own solution. And so for me, I've had to evolve multiple times since we've last spoken. And it's, it's been a lot easier said than done because in this world, because I'm a solopreneur, your business only grows if you grow personally. Like I'm only going to see professional development if I develop personally, because my business is a reflection of who I am at that moment in time. So it's been very, very difficult, but it's been so worth it. And I'm so glad I'm so glad I have answered my calling to abandon the status quo, follow the road not taken, and discover the person that I was truly meant to become. And uh, I'm just going to keep on going. I'm going to pull up the uh, website in a moment on Spotify, and we can and, and we can walk through uh, exactly what you've built and what the vision is and where you want to go with this. But you just mentioned something. I want to make sure that um, I follow up on it. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that you know you were in the background. You didn't necessarily want to be in the forefront, build the community. Everything that you're currently doing now, you didn't necessarily want to do that. You mentioned imposter syndrome uh, a little bit there, but just to dig a little bit deeper, what do you think it was? And I ask this because mm-hmm. I think you and I uh, have a similarity there. Because for the longest, I was the background guy. I, you know, I didn't want. I, I didn't want all this, right? And now all of a sudden I'm on Spotify, people are reaching out. I'm, I'm like, wait, I didn't want to, this is not what I wanted, but maybe it was, I don't know. Yeah. So what was it back then where you had, uh, you didn't want to do all the, the things that you're doing now besides imposter syndrome, was there something else to it? Well, it was ultimately, I think it boils down to, to fear okay. and it's never been fear of failure. Like I, I've never been afraid to, to fail because I've always viewed fail as a first attempt in learning, but it's also this fear of maybe success or mm. feel of visibility or fear of like, you know, of, of being somebody that other people didn't know who I was mm. and of always trying to maintain this impression that, you know, I'm just like everybody else, you know, I, I'm fitting in. But one of my one of my favorite quotes from my grandfather, you know, you know, he comes from a Christian background, was a deacon, you know, Southern Baptist, old school. And, you know, I'm not really religious anymore, but one of his favorite quotes is that, you know, you might be um, from this world, but we're not of this world. Right. And another one of my favorite quotes is from one of my favorite movies, The Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. And he's like, um, Morgan Freeman's like, some birds aren't meant to be caged because they're feathers are too bright. And for me, like, I'm, I'm a very humble man. Like I, I, I'm, I'm super confident, not cocky at all. You know, sometimes it, it may come out depending on what I'm doing. But once I realize that like, I'm not like everybody else, like I have knowledge and experience that needs to be told. And it's like, I've been through some stuff. Like I'm not average by any means. I'm actually exceptional. I'm not going to say the word genius because that's, that's arrogant, but I can say I'm brilliant. And once I understood who I truly was, there was no way I could hide that. Because even when I tried to hide who I truly was, people saw it. This is why I had problems. 
you know, in elementary school, middle school, high school, college even, with professors, you know, people who tried to hold me back, people who didn't want me to evolve or, me, or get me to understand or who I truly was. And once I accepted that, hey, you know, I'm not just not meant to fit in, that I'm meant to be a leader, that I am a leader, and that I've been given this message and this task to really help other people become the entrepreneurs of their lives. And that calling just kept coming up over and over again. And like, I couldn't do what I need to do here on earth if I'm hiding in the shadows. Mm. So ultimately it came down to a choice. Either I accept who I am and do what I'm meant to do, or I keep on resisting that and then <laughs> be in regret and keep trying to fit in and keep trying to get jobs and never get an interview, never get an offer. And I just got to a point where it just it didn't make sense to fight the feeling anymore. And all that fear of success, fear of failure was just junk. And I let that go and uh, just stepped into the light, man, and glad I made that decision. So let's not hide the brilliance any longer. Let's pull up the brilliance uh, that we have uh, here. And for those watching on Spotify, you can go to our Instagram page and click on the link and click solo CEO club. And it'll take you to this website right here. Welcome to the soul solo CEO club. It actually starts up here. So let's start at the top and you walk me through this. Uh, it says how to create a profitable business fast without being disorganized, frustrated and overworked. Um, so walk me through this. What exactly are we looking at and what should people be paying attention to when they pull up the website? Yeah, so when people pull up the Solo CEO Club website, what I'm doing is calling out the majority of entrepreneurs or solopreneurs who are trapped in the hustle. And mm. as we begun our conversation, hustlers are people who are disorganized, frustrated, and overworked. Yeah. So what I'm doing is calling out my target audience, which is a lot of people who are listening to this awesome podcast. And so that's what people are going to see initially. But what I'm letting them know is that what I have to offer you is not something that you cannot afford. Actually, it's super affordable because this online membership program starts at just $7 a month. And the reason why I created this offer was because so many solopreneurs, so many hustlers are afraid to invest in themselves. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't have the ability to invest $7 into yourself, then you probably shouldn't be in entrepreneurship. So I just wanted to make it a no-brainer call out for people who are trapped in the hustle. And so what you're seeing right now is a lot of symptoms people are experiencing. A lot of people are trapped in their business. A lot of people are burning through their savings, trying to market their business when they shouldn't be marketing because you have nothing to market. You haven't built anything worth marketing, right? Right. We have to figure out how to make a dollar for you first and make that dollar consistently before you bring all this attention to that thing that's making you money. Because that's how business works. Everybody's trying to be seen. They're trying to be market, but you don't want to bring that attention to something that doesn't work. I help you to create something that works and works for you. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And then you mentioned here, here's what happens when you do that. Mm -hmm. You have to go back to the basics because when you build that solid foundation, now you can start to level up consistently because what are people trying to do nowadays? They're trying to go from zero to hero. They're trying to go from the basement to the penthouse. Well, you have to build that deep hole and lay a solid foundation first. And when you do that, this is where you solve all your problems. You eliminate all doubts. You learn what your special sauce is. 
you develop that proactive CEO mindset where you make smart decisions, you learn how to automate your operations, uh, eliminate burnout, you know, how to develop the right messaging to market to your customers. And then you also open up the door for you to create more passive income because you're no longer hustling and doing everything yourself. Let's let's take that first uh, first sentence here. You say you eliminate all doubts and mental traps that are holding you back. How does, uh, you know, having that solid foundation, building that system, how does it eliminate all those doubts? Well, it starts in the mind. So actually the first module within the Solo CEO Club, I give people copies of my book and my workbook. And my book is entitled Burdens of a Dream. And it's entitled that intentionally because every dream that you have has a cost that you must pay to manifest it into reality. And once people really understand what the holistic journey of entrepreneurship is all about, and it's not about making money, it's about you becoming your best self and creating a system that helps other people to solve their problems, you're able to get out of your own head and realize that it's not about you (laughs) because everybody Mm. thinks their business is about them, but it's really about helping other people to advance in some type of way. Because you're not buying from yourself, you're not paying, you're not selling to yourself, you're selling to other people. And so when you're, the vision of your business goes beyond yourself, that's when you can get out of your own way and start to create something of real value for the market. You know, it's funny you mentioned that, because I, I did an episode last season, um, it was actually about, actually about the hustle. And I was saying in that particular episode, a lot of people got into this game. I, I call it the game, mm-hmm. uh, but they got into this world of business uh, just so they can be seen. Like, you know, maybe they were never going to be an actor or an entertainer or athlete. So this was their way to be seen and twirl around and be uh, on the front cover of this podcast or that magazine or whatever it may be. And I started noticing that trend that everybody was really in this game so then they could show their parents or their uh, family, oh, look what I did. And, and I was saying, no, it was never really supposed to be about you. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be solving this problem, like a real problem that was going on in society. And the thing that you did helped solve that, whatever that thing is, you figured it out. And it, it, I had reached a boiling point where I had to record the episode. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's great hearing you say that you know, just to remind me, it's really what was never supposed to be about those people. I mean, it, it, it's a great story. And part of the story is you because it came through you. Mm-hmm. But if it's only about you, what are we doing here? 1000%. Well, it, it goes back to not only people having a lack of self-awareness and having a lack of awareness of what, what business is, but people don't even know what marketing is, DJ. Mm. Like, like let's, let's give some people some more game since that's what yeah. we're talking about. Sure. What is marketing? People think this is just about being visible, about being seen. There's multiple levels to marketing. Marketing by definition, my definition is the ability to capture, divert, and monetize people's attention. Because why do I have those three words, capture, divert, monetize? What are those four type? There's four levels of awareness. So you have unaware, aware, consideration, then conversion. Well, to get somebody from unaware to aware, you have to capture their attention. To get somebody from you know aware to consideration, I have to divert their attention to my offer. 
And then that's where it stops in terms of me, because we can't force people to buy from us. But when people consider us and we've done enough homework to understand the language in that language market fit, uh, you know, a section of, you know, phase two of building a business, then when we've done our homework, we're going to increase our chances of our prospects considering to convert. And when people pay us, then we finally monetize their attention. But the thing is, all we can really do is promote ourselves because just uh, by capturing people's attention, all we're doing is advertising. Hey, DJ, here's Craig. I captured your attention, but I have to divert your attention to an offer. So this, that, what people are seeing right now on their screen is my offer. I've captured your attention. I've diverted it to my landing page. That's promotion. But then I have to have a call to action to say, hey, join the solo CEO club. The moment somebody decides to do that, I have now successfully marketed because I've captured, diverted, and monetized your attention. Mm. But most people, they want the attention, but then they don't know how to actually leverage that attention to capture, divert, and monetize it. So nothing happens when people get visible anyways. And then you mentioned here that you you paid a famous marketing expert to grow uh, the right way, but thousands of dollars later, you're barely making enough money to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. And so the story of that was me believing that my only issue was the copy. So I was working with a copywriter. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, Craig, the only thing that's wrong with your website is the copy. So I paid thousands of dollars for their copy. No sales. Well, then they're telling me like, hey, you're not sending enough people, enough traffic. So I paid, got thousands of people to the website, nobody buying. Well, then they're like, well, you don't have qualified traffic. And they kept making all these excuses for why their copy wasn't working. But then I realized that what was off was that I didn't have an understanding of my target market. So that's why my copy was off. And I had more than just one specific problem that was wrong with my business. The systems were off. The offer was off. The marketing was, the the, the customer uh, research was off. So of course the copy wasn't going to work. But until I understood what my real problems were, I couldn't solve them. And then you say here that uh, in May 2021, as a last chance to make things work, you decided to leave behind everything uh, that you had been taught and rebuild from the ground up, creating your business in a way that felt more aligned to who you were and your values. And then you reached success. And that's when I went back to the basics, because how did I develop my curriculum, my programs? Well, I went through this process myself. Everything that I put out, everything that I teach, I'm doing myself. So when people join the solo CEO club and they see my programs, Chaos to Cash Flow and Solopreneur Business Essentials, those are versions like 15.0. And so each time I redid the programs was me leveling up on my business because I understood that like there was phases I had to go through. I couldn't skip steps. I couldn't skip lessons. And it's not until I went back to the basics and discovered what was really wrong with my business and went through this process of building a business from the ground up that not only did I go from zero to profits, but I actually figured out steps that later became the programs that I'm selling today. And then now you're introducing the proactive, profitable, and proven pathway for reducing stress, making money, and working less. Welcome to the Solo CEO Club. So just a reminder... You said, I'll never build a community. I don't want nothing to do with a community. But here you are building a world-class community. 
So let me ask you this. And I always love that I get access behind the scenes Mm -hmm. with these conversations. How does it feel? Something you said you would never do. Now you're building this world-class community. How does it feel to, to, to have accomplished that? (laughs) It's humbling. A Mm -hmm. ironic B and I would say necessary C. Mm. And all those words are kind of like parallels because this is what business takes. Oftentimes you have to do the things that you don't want to go to get to the places that you want to be. Mm. And entrepreneurship, just like life is not linear. Right. And based upon the, I want to live a lifestyle where I can live and work from anywhere okay, how am I going to do that? Well, I need to have some type of online business. Well, instead of me feasting and famine like I was with my one-on-one clients and contracts, I wanted monthly reoccurring revenue. Well, I need a membership. Well, if I want an online business with a membership component, a community makes sense. Yeah. So the business is a vehicle to allow you to live the life that you want to live. But people don't understand. They don't have an end in mind. They don't have a vision. Uh, one of my clients, uh, Isaiah Fowler, has an amazing eyewear company, Black-owned. It's Suave Eyewear, S-W-A-V. And this dude always says, everything starts with a vision, starts with a vision. To the fact that like, I was like, why do you keep saying that? But then I understood that because I have a vision for the way I want to live my life. And my original business model was counterintuitive to help me live and work from anywhere when I'm trapped to working with people one-on-one person to person. And then COVID comes and blows all that up anyways. So this is why I say it's not about you because the market dictates what your business is going to be. And when I listened to the market, but also understood, I still have the power to mold the market to create a vehicle that's going to allow me to live the life I want to live. The solo CEO club was the best solution. Oh, you just stumbled on something there. That's a gem. Hold on now. Mold the market? What do you mean by that? So mold the market, because the thing is, like I said, my market, hustlers, they want to make money. That's what all business owners want to do when they're in the beginning, before they build a real business. But the thing is, is like I said, people, if you give people what they want, they may not have everything that they need. But if you give them everything that they need, they'll have everything that they want over the long run. Mm-hmm. So this is what I was telling you when we start, first started the conversation. Sure. It's like, yeah, I'm going to sell you on uh, you know, getting the bag because this is what's going to happen. This is an inevitable outcome of following the principles. But how we get there, we're going to do it my way. Mm. Gotcha. And so this is what gives you the power as a, as a business owner is to give the market what the market wants, but then you also have the power to mold that into a way that works for you. Because one of the worst things you can do as a business owner is be a slave to the thing that you create. I own the business. I'm the business owner. Business doesn't own me. But it goes back to you having a vision for how you want to live your life and having your life dictate how you want your business to be molded. You know, uh, every time you say something, I start getting these these visions. I (laughs) I see people out there. uh, I can tell they're slaves to their business. I can just see it. It's like, <laughs> you don't really want to do that thing that you're doing. And yeah, you did make some money from doing it, but where's the fulfillment? Where's the joy? 
like I, I'll see, you know, I'm really big on watching the full journey. So mm-hmm. I look back four years ago and they're happy and they're go lucky. And then you look forward to, you know, today you may see them on social media, TV, radio, wherever it may be. Like, you're not even happy, man. Like, why are you doing this thing? I, I know why I, you and I talked about it already. They mm-hmm. want the money they, you know, they want the attention. They want all this other stuff, but the, the business owns you. You don't really own it. You don't have uh, any joy in what you're doing. 100% facts. And this is why you can't always believe what you see. Mm. And for me to be 100% transparent, it's like, I don't necessarily love 100% of what I'm doing. I mean, right. it's it's just obvious. Like, was it fun building the community? It wasn't easy learning how right. to code and build a, a, a community on a brand new platform. Hard. Building all the backend systems to automate all this. Hard. But I know that like business is simple, but it's not easy. And anything worth having takes work. But here's the beautiful thing is that because I've built things the right way, I built a solid foundation and I put the hard work in up front. I'm in a position where now I can grow and scale because all my systems are doing work for me because you can't grow or scale without systems. And like I said, a lot of people, they're trying to go from launch to growth to scale. You can't do that. You have to come in and get these foundations built, do the hard work up front so that you can free up your time later because time is gold and money is silver in this world. I want to pull, uh, I'm still on the website for those watching on Spotify. And I know we can't go through everything uh, here. That's why we have a link in the show notes. So you can uh, read this uh, website. And if you decide to join, you'll be able to join. I just want to pull out some of the modules and just have a quick overview. uh, And then of course, give you any final thoughts as well. Um, We've mentioned it several times. And by the way, I'm looking at a total of nine modules. Is that correct? Yes. Um, we mentioned it several times, but uh, automated systems, right? I think that's going to be so powerful for people once they uh, get inside here. Why are automated systems so important uh, for this day and age, especially as a solo CEO? Because uh, I'm going to repeat myself, time is gold and money is silver. You mm. can always make money, but what you can't do is you can't get your time back. And so the less hard work you're doing manually in your business, the more time you free up to focus on A, the thing that you love doing, but then also focus on the money uh, generating um, activities that are actually taking your business to the, to the next level. And because people are disorganized mentally, they're going to be disorganized in the way that they operate. So when you develop that proactive CEO mindset, you first autom- and then you automate those processes then you're able to focus on the things that matter in your business. So you're not trapped being frustrated or overworked, which lead to inevitable entrepreneur burnout. And that's inside of module six, a smooth operator. That's an awesome name for the module. (laughs) And then module four, I want to go back to that one. They're all great, but I just wanted to highlight a few. Uh, On module four, business banking essentials, which very few people talk about, by the way. So thank you for doing that. You say, become like Mr. Monopoly and get the banks to work for you. Now, I know you can't release everything now, (laughs) but what do you mean by that? Because this country that we live in is really a business. Yeah. And when you know how to operate like a CEO and operate like a true business owner 
and do all your business in your business, right. not do your business in your personal, this is going to free you up in so many different ways. Okay. So when you're a business owner, you don't have things in your personal name. Your bank account should be in your business. Your car should be in your business. Your place of work should be in your business. But everything starts with how you have your business banking set up. And so you need a business checking account. You need a business savings check, uh, account. You need a business debit card. You need a business credit card. But those are the fundamentals for you to then, you know, get to live and uh, operate as a CEO. But it starts with the way you organize your business from day one. And uh, as you continue uh, on the uh, link that we provided in the show notes, you actually go through exactly how the modules look. Uh, you actually take them inside of exactly what they're getting access to. Uh, so what am I looking at here? So you're actually looking at like an overview of the solo CEO club. And okay. what I kind of tease people with is that the the offer that people are seeing today is actually level one of a multi-tiered membership. Mm. Because what I'm giving people is just the basics. Like this is my gift to society because what I'm giving away for $7 a month could easily be worth like $7,000. No joke. Mm. But once people get into the solo CEO club and they get a taste of that first membership level, then my hope is that they'll stay around and upgrade to get to the real meat of what I have to teach. And that's getting access to my chaos to cash flow program that helps you to build a proactive, profitable, and proven business model that consistently creates tangible customer value. Because that's the that's the level of the solo CEO club that really takes you from a hustler to a full-fledged CEO and owner of a profitable business. And uh, I think I know this just because we've talked before uh, behind the scenes, but this is like a global CEO club. This isn't just you know, people from, you know, one state, this is people from all over the world inside the club. Literally. It's an international club. Uh, people from the U S people from the UK, and even a good friend of mine who's based out of Accra, Ghana. So that's the powerful thing about this day and age that we live in is that you can connect with people from anywhere with an internet connection. And mm. so by having this diverse community and not just people who look different, but also people who are culturally different, people that think different. You're going to get exposed to not only my coaching, but also to a community of people who all want to do the same thing is grow a profitable business, but they're all doing it in different ways. So it proves to you that like, there's not one way to go about entrepreneurship, but as you're uh, being exposed to these principles, you'll eventually learn the techniques that are specifically applicable to you and where you're at in life and in your business. And here you talk about a sneak peek at some amazing bonuses, contract and templates, uh, burdens of a dream book, business launch checklist, uh, uh, the workbook. Oh, I didn't know you had a workbook for the book. I didn't, mm -hmm. That's awesome. I, I had to uh, pick that up. Uh, mindset coaching. So you're still offering the coaching even on the inter introductory level? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. So people will get monthly coaching and then I'm also going to be introducing some weekly coaching as well. Awesome. Because it's all about community, curriculum, and coaching. Those are the three levels of the Solo CEO Club. Awesome. And with those three variables, you are guaranteed to build a, a to grow a profitable business from the ground up. You know, you you mentioned here on the next uh, section, stop working alone. I think a lot of times solo CEOs, 
uh, which I guess I'm considered one. Uh, we're so used to having to do everything ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really great to have a community where you don't have to do it alone, right? You can you can kind of be vulnerable and it's okay to work with other people because they're not directly working with you. You can still go back home and, you know, work on things yourself, but it's good to, um, you know, iron sharpens iron. So I think that's a really great opportunity um, to have that community uh, of solo CEOs. Oh, completely. Because everybody suffers the same problems. Like people love to think that their business is unique and special, but there's nothing new under the sun. We're all, we all inevitably are going to run through, like I said, those four phases of building a business and those problems that come with those four phases. And so there's a classic African proverb, you know, go fast alone or go far together. This is a journey. (laughs) You know, this doesn't just start and end in one day. Like this is a process. So you can actually go fast and far when you're part of a like-minded community of people who have people that know where you're going, who uh, are going where you're going, or who are, you know, have an experience that you've experienced as well. So it's, it's a beautiful thing to create. You know, I want to, oh, and by the way, for those who are on the website and also uh, watching on Spotify, you also have your members come on and actually give testimonies of what they're experiencing. Do you mind if I, am I able to click one? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Uh, I'll click the one in the middle. Hi, my name is Salima Bellani, and I'm the author of this book, Innovation Starts With I, and the CEO of Ripple Impact. I just want to give a shout out to Craig. He is an amazing strategist and coach. I was really stressed out about my book launch, and it took a lot longer than I thought to launch that book. But Craig was there every step of the way. It felt like he really partnered to help me be successful based on the goals that I had. Uh, He told me about all sorts of things I didn't know about, how to get awards. I didn't think I was going to get any awards. And Craig was like, don't worry, you're going to get at least one award. And then I got three awards, which was amazing. And Craig was extremely resourceful to get me the list of awards and taught me how to, you know, the whole bestseller strategy on Amazon, how to become a bestseller and so many other things that are really important for an author to be successful. And so I just want to say a huge thank you to Craig anyone that's looking for help, whether you're an author, you're an entrepreneur, and you're just looking for someone to really coach you in terms of your strategy, business strategy, Craig is the guy to go to. Thank you. And the reason, thank you, Salima, I said her name correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the reason why I go through this now, maybe in like the first season, I wouldn't have done that. We would have talked. And then at the end, I would have said, hey, everybody go to the website. And then, you know, I give you a high five. I say, thank you. Have a great day. <laughs> the reason why now I'm going through websites um, because I think it's important, especially since we're on Spotify, I think it's important to walk through what exactly we're sending people to, because I've seen other platforms where people are just going places and they're just sent off into Neverland and there's no credibility to it. Right. And then I'll go click on the link. I'm like, this is where you're sending people. Do you even like, <laughs> and so the reason why I'm doing this is because I want people to know I'm, I'm going with it, going through the process with the audience. Um, so how does it feel to hear? I know we have to go soon. How does it feel to hear um, testimonials and people giving feedback from your community? Oh man, it, it, like it, it melts your soul because like for the longest, like imposter syndrome, like, am I qualified to do what I do? Am I great at what I, what I do? Do people want what I do? 
And when you have an unbiased, unfiltered, straight no chaser, no testimonial from somebody that you didn't even ask for one from, um, and she's on video, it's not just some quote that can be faked or some right. Facebook thing that can be faked. This is a real person. And her company is a seven-figure company, by the way. Mm. She's killing the game. But for me to see that, it, it just like it, it makes me feel great. And then furthermore, like I'm looking at a page, like I didn't do this by myself. Right. I had a coach and a copywriter who helped me to write this. And so everything that you see, you're seeing the refined result of a month's worth of work and 10 revisions. But this is what is this is what the process is all about. And going through this, you know, it's just it just feels like you're coming full circle. And uh, I'm just excited, privileged to be here. You know, before we go, the, the last part here, I believe, or we're, we're coming to the end here. Uh, it says the solo CEO clothes for two specific people. Uh, number one, the digital solopreneur who is currently experiencing burnout and isn't seeing growth in their business. And number two, the digital solopreneur who wants to create a lean and efficient business to support their desired lifestyle. So I already know which one I am. Cause I don't, I'm not going to let these people burn me out, Greg. So <laughs> I'm just being honest with you. I do get messages all the time. People want me to do, I'm, nah, that's not me. Mm-hmm. But I do want to create a more efficient and lean business. Um, and I do want to fine tune my lifestyle. So for those who want to know, I will be clicking the button and I will be joining uh, right after we uh, end this call. Um, I guess we should talk about this just because it's, it is there. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the hundred percent money back guarantee. So for me, I, like I, this is something I used to not do. Like I used to not be like, Hey, I'm not gonna give people their money back if they're buying from me. But the thing is, is like, I want to be fully transparent. I want people yeah. to come in and get to experience what I have to offer mm-hmm. because there's a lot of people who, unfortunately, they're just impulse buyers. They'll, they'll right. click, they'll make a purchase. And then they'll be like, why'd I even do this? Well, for me, this is my way of saying, hey, I believe in my product so much that, hey, if you're not satisfied within a week, which is more than enough time for you to see if you want your $7 back, Mm -hmm. if you're not comfortable with me and what I have to provide to you, you can get a full refund. So for me, it's security on both ends. I believe so much in what I have to offer. I'll give you a refund. And if you're skeptical, hey, come in, check it out. And get your money back if you're not satisfied. So for me, it's just a win-win way to say, hey, I trust and believe in what I do. And I also got your back if you're not happy or satisfied. Now I have a behind the scenes question real quick. Mm-hmm. Is there a significance to all these sevens? I'm looking at this page and it's seven and seven yeah. and seven. And this is one of my favorite numbers. Yeah. What's, what's the science with this seven? Well, I mean, it's true. I mean, odd numbers do mm. better yeah. in sales. Okay. Because this is why people like to see 99 cents, 97 cents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because any any type of flat number, like a zero or an even number, is for some reason automatically denoted to like luxurious and premium. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So for people who want to continue uh, going through and looking at the entire website, please feel free to click the link that is in the show notes. Uh, I want to go ahead and, and, and go towards our uh our final thoughts here. Yeah. No, when we when we think about this idea of uh, universal equity, and uh, you know, one of the quotes that stood out to me is, mm-hmm. "Time is gold, money is silver." Mm-hmm. This can really be something that people can build and uh, be anywhere in the world and continue to do what it is that they do, uh, the way that you have it all set up. Why was that so important for for you to 
uh, create that ability where people can, uh, you know, travel all over the world and create uh, the business that they want to create. Fantastic question. And I prep my screen to answer this type of question because okay. I'm going to give you some statistics okay. that are going to blow your mind. And hopefully it blows your audience's mind as well. So this is specifically about black owned businesses. Okay. So there's roughly about 2.5 million black owned businesses here in the U S mm. 59% of them are female owned and operated 97% of all those female black owned businesses, 97% are solopreneurs. Mm. The average revenue that these female solopreneurs are making, $14,000. Wow. That's it. Mm. Let's go to the other side. Black owned businesses. Black mm -hmm. males have 39% of all the businesses here in the US. Yeah. It's about 1 million black male owned businesses. 94% of those businesses, solopreneurs. So essentially 96% of all black owned businesses here in the U S are solopreneurs mm. average revenue for black male owned businesses, a little bit, a little bit higher than black females. It's about $25,000. Wow. So you're looking at like the average black owned business is a, a sole proprietorship, self-employed, mm -hmm. no employees making roughly $18,000 a year. Mm. That's a problem. And so I got these statistics. Now I'll send you a follow-up email, but there's an incredible report from the AEO and it's called the Tapestry of Black Businesses in the US. So there's about 2.6 million Black-owned businesses. 96%, like I said, are sole proprietorships, self-employed. Only 4% have employees. Mm. Average revenue is just $19,000. And so what do I know? What can I infer from this? is that so many Black-owned businesses are trapped in the hustle and they don't really have businesses. They don't have access to capital. There's a wealth gap. There's a credit gap. There's lack of trust in the system. So one of the main reasons why I created the Soldo CEO Club, because it's an affordable, low-risk offer to help Black-owned businesses, all businesses, but I'm speaking to Black-owned businesses, especially today. You got to learn what a real business is. You have to stop hustling. You have to be strategic. You're, you have to figure out how to be a real CEO and not just go after the bag <laughs> because it's rough out here. Yeah. You're not going to get those loans. Banks aren't going to treat you the same way. You can't do what other people do. And so this is kind of like my, my gift to my community because there's no excuse anymore for Black business owners to continue to be underperforming at such a low rate. But like I said, it's not our fault. <laughs> There's a system that's always held us back. But this information that I have to give is going to help you to free yourself and to build a proactive, profitable, and proven business not only helps you out, but also can help to feed you and your family for the rest of your time here on this earth. But those numbers, I hope people really soak that up because it's not a good picture and it's not going to get any better. So this is why it's imperative that you learn how to build a real business and stop hustling. Mm, I could end right there. I could. Yeah. I got to say one more thing. Yeah. Man, you really found your product market fit. Like when I, when I hear the numbers and I see what's going on, you really found, you really diagnosed the problem here. I, I had to say that. Yeah. I had oh, to yeah. say that. Yeah, and, and, and it, it took, took years. It took me three years to really 
create an offer and really understand my target mm -hmm. market. But the beautiful thing is that I'm, I was a representation of my target ideal customer. Right. And that's what often happens in our businesses is that our target market either are ourselves or is a previous version of ourselves. So this is why when you really know who you are, you can understand they're like, hey, there's probably millions of other people out in this world going through the same problems that I'm going through. Why, if I solve my problem, I solve a lot of people's problems. And you know, as you were saying those numbers, it almost was like a relief in a way because I was always hesitant. Am I a solo, you know, am I a solo CEO? Like, I don't know. It's like, uh, I never really saw myself as that. I mean, I know technically I really am. Right. I, I, I basically do everything alone. I usually use partnerships, strategic partnerships and <laughs> things right. I'm doing. Yeah. But I'm still, at the end of the day, it comes down to me. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's kind of like a relief, like, oh, shoot, I'm not alone. Like, basically, we are all solo CEOs, or at least trying to be. And so was, uh, I thank you for putting those numbers out of, hey, I mean, we're all in this. Why don't we do it the right way or do it in a way that's profitable, that raises up our cash flow, that allows us to be in the driver's seat, that puts us in a position to win. Uh, it's almost a no-brainer, right? And so I'm, I'm grateful that you took the time out, uh, put this together, and I look forward to seeing you inside the Solo CEO Club um, and seeing what else, because uh, like you were saying, you know, this probably isn't going to be the last version of this. So just seeing where it goes and where you're where you're growing, I look forward to being on that journey with you. Oh, for sure. And I'm going to say one more thing. Like I said, sure. I think it'll be the cherry on top of this conversation. Okay. This is why it's important for, uh, for us as solo CEOs to build our business the right way, because it's all about power. Because when you've built that proactive, profitable, and proven business model, you get access to three things. Number one, you can scale. Because once you have a business that works, then you now have the power to hire people to do the things that you no longer want to do. Because you cannot hire somebody until you they have a job description. <laughs> and that job description is the processes that you've used to make money. So you have a profitable business, now you can scale. The second option you have is that you can sell. If you've built a business model that's worth being packaged and sold, you can do that because you have the numbers, you have the data, and you have proof that this is something that's cash flowing and that it's worth you know, selling to somebody else. Or you have the third option, you could sustain. You could keep things where they are because you may not want employees. Not everybody is built to handle employees. Not everybody needs employees. Like it's okay to be solo. Like so many people think that you have to build the next Fortune 5000 company. You don't have to. But when you build the business the right way, you can set, you can scale, you can sell, or you, or you can sustain. And when you have the power to choose what works for you, then that's when you're positioned, you know, to live the best life that you want to live because you have something that's real and that's working. Craig Chavez Jr., thank you for being on Black Equity Podcast, mm -hmm. author, entrepreneur, and now the founder of the Solo CEO Club. Thank you. And as always, you're welcome to come back and be part oh, yeah. of the podcast. Uh, most definitely. Appreciate you having me on, brother. Everybody, go click the link in the show notes and uh, read over the website. And if it's for you, 
take action. And I'll talk to everyone on the next episode of Black Equity Podcast. Mm -hmm.